Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. History of North America is part of the Salem Web Network's Parthenon Group of History Podcasts, which includes This American President, hosted by Richard Lim, who presents the assassination of President John F. Kennedy as a pivotal event in American history. Let's learn about Kennedy's 1963 Texas visit, re-election campaign, assassination, and legacy. By the fall of 1963, Kennedy began focusing more on his upcoming re-election campaign. A few days after the South Vietnamese coup, the Republican governor of New York, Nelson Rockefeller, announced that he was a candidate for the Republican nomination. Arizona Republican Senator Barry Goldwater had yet to announce, but he was widely expected to run. He and Kennedy were friends and old colleagues from the Senate. Some accounts indicate that the two looked forward to running against each other if Goldwater could get the nomination. Kennedy felt that it was going to be a tough race. He told his aides that he doubted whether he could make any inroads into the states he lost in 1960, saying, quote, Let's quit on Kansas and Nebraska. North Dakota? That's impossible. He added, quote, What is it we have to sell them? We hope to sell them prosperity. But for the average guy, prosperity is nil. He's not unprosperous, but he's not very prosperous. He's not going to make out well off, and the people who are well off hate our guts. Kennedy had also proposed a civil rights bill earlier that year. He feared that this would cost him politically in the South, saying, quote, We're the ones shoving the Negroes down his throat. Texas was key to his re-election hopes. He had carried the state in 1960 by just two percentage points, thanks in large part to having Lyndon Johnson as his running mate. The problem was that he was still unpopular in the state, and the Democratic Party was split between liberals and conservatives. He hoped that a trip to Texas, scheduled for November 21st and 22nd, would help mend some fences. He flew to Texas on the 21st with his wife, Jackie. Vice President Lyndon Johnson and his wife joined them as they swung through San Antonio, Houston, and Fort Worth. Kennedy gave speeches, got a tour of Brooks Air Force Base, and attended a dinner honoring Congressman Albert Thomas. While in Houston, JFK and his wife attended dinner for the League of United Latin American Citizens, where Jackie charmed the audience by speaking Spanish. An observer later commented on how beautiful the couple looked. They flew to Fort Worth and retired that night at a hotel. The next day, November 22nd, the presidential party attended breakfast at the Fort Worth Chamber of Commerce, where Kennedy spoke about the contribution Texas was making to America's national security. Then they took a short flight to Dallas, landing at Love Field at 11.38 a.m. The Kennedys and the Johnsons got into separate cars for a motorcade that would take them through the streets of Dallas and to the Dallas Trademark, where they would have lunch, and where Kennedy would give a speech. Texas Governor John Connolly and his wife joined the Kennedys in their car. Since Kennedy was unpopular in Texas, there was concern that he might be given a hostile welcome by hecklers. There was also some concern that he might be in some sort of physical danger. Adlai Stevenson had visited Dallas a few weeks earlier and was confronted by an aggressive crowd that spat on him. One woman struck him with a placard. Just before the trip, Kennedy said, quote, We're heading into nut country. But to the president's surprise, 
and to the surprise of his touring party, Dallas welcomed him and Jackie with open arms. Thousands of people filled the streets to see them, smiling and waving as the motorcade passed by. A wonderful welcome having been given to the president here in downtown Dallas. It was, a, it was quite a spectacle, one that Dallas won't see for a long time to come. And any fears that might have existed in the minds of some about uh, the alleged small handful of people who might have uh, launched severe demonstrations to bar the president's visit, these were uh, apparently unjustified or at least taken care of in uh, good order by the Dallas Police Department, who had such a tremendous force in evidence at the uh, downtown uh, areas and all over the city of Dallas as the motorcade moved through that there was uh, no danger whatsoever and none in evidence of adverse uh, reactions to the president's visit. A completely overwhelming welcome for the president. Now, this is Bob Huffaker in downtown Dallas, returning you to Jay Hogan. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-218-6010. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. At around 12.30 p.m., near the end of the trip to the trademark, the motorcade approached Dealey Plaza. Noting the warm reception, Mrs. Connolly turned to Kennedy and said, quote, Mr. President, you can't say that Dallas doesn't love you. In his distinct Boston accent, he replied, quote, No, you certainly can't. Just moments later, a man aimed a rifle at Kennedy and pulled the trigger. The bullet ripped through the air and hit its mark. President Kennedy and Governor John B. Connolly of Texas have been cut down by an assassin's bullet as they toured downtown Dallas in an open automobile. The president, his limp body cradled in the arms of his wife, was rushed to Parkland Hospital. The governor also was taken to Parkland. What was a wonderful welcome in downtown Dallas has become a scene of indescribable horror as hundreds of people are crowd outside back door to the emergency room here at Parkland Hospital. Faces are ashen white, and people are wondering, is our president going to live? Ladies and gentlemen, we have a press report over the wires. We hope that it is unconfirmed, but we have to doubt it. The president of the United States has been the victim of an assassination. We will play the funeral march from Beethoven's Third Symphony.
that you're feeling right now? I really couldn't say. Really. Right now, I just don't know what to do. Was there much emotion among the congregation? There was, really. It was amazing to see the number of men who came into the cathedral sobbing, almost convulsed with sorrow, anguish. All we can do now is pray for him, and it's about all we can do. An entire loss to the world is hardly believable. No one wants to say anything on an occasion like this, but someone must have something to say. Mr. Wright, do you have something to say? We have just learned that our president is dead. This is a sad day, a day of grief, a day of shame for this land that anyone would hate, that anyone would seek to kill the president of the United States. We must strive anew to rebuild our faith and our hope May a merciful God console his loved ones and his family. May that same God bless this land that from this moment of such deep grief, we may rebuild in faith and not in fear and love and not in hate. I know the nation mourns and, and will deeply mourn. Those of us who were with him today when he was so alive so buoyant, so outgoing, exposing himself to the public, will never forget this experience and will always remember him as the president who went to the people, not fearing to expose himself, his person, his safety, his own repose to his land and his people. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you're enjoying the ride. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.